What is up, Internet? Randy King here with the Randy King Live podcast number seven. This week we have Dax Williams, an old friend of mine, so old that he literally drove me to the birth of my daughter, old friend. Uh, he's here to debate a really interesting topic, but as always, I just want to thank the listeners for listening. And I want to go over the premise of the show. So, the Randy King Live podcast is a debate-based podcast, not an argument-based podcast. So, the point of this show is to bring back the art of debate between intelligent people specifically in the self-defense field. So we'll be bringing on experts from every angle we can find in self-defense and mental health and first aid and anything I can get to try and uh, create discourse and to try and find new ways to talk. The point of this show for me is to improve my skill as an instructor. So I want to bring in the best in the world to debate topics. When we have the debate, I'm going to pigeonhole my guests into one side of the topic. So if they pick pro or con, and that's totally up to them, they have to stay on that side of the argument. Even if we come to an agreement, the point of the show for the 20-minute debate is for us to continue debating. What we're trying to achieve is finding new ways to explain stuff, finding uh, better ways to articulate, and to also reinforce current or existing beliefs. So the rules of the show are as follows. Number one. We have to start as friends and leave as friends. So this can't get too heated. We can't get too upset. We need to make sure that this is a, a civil debate. We're only talking about the point. We are not talking about our personal beliefs. I cannot stress that enough. So when one of us takes the side of con, we might not believe that. We are just debating it in order to find a higher level of truth. The second part of the podcast is there's 15 logic fallacies that I sent to the guest ahead of time. If one of the guests hits one of those logic fallacies, we're going to take a page out of conflict communication. The person who hits the logic fallacy, if they're called, has to take a deep breath. <sighs> Say sorry. I got a little heated there. Use a fallacy. Compliment the other person on the other side of the screen or in the room. And then lose their turn for the debate so the other person gets to talk. If you, as the viewer, this is the interactive part, or the listener, as it is interactive part, if you hear us use a logic fallacy that we don't catch, take a small video of yourself, send it to the Randy King Life fan page. I will do a shout out for you. I will admit we did the fallacy and I will pay for my crime in push ups. So if you catch us making a logic fallacy, because we're friends, I'm going to miss some stuff. Like I'm sure last episode, episode six, there was some circular logic happening that I did not call out. So I'm expecting some push ups from you. This one right here, we don't know. This is a new format for me. Most of us don't debate. We just talk. So if you catch us, please give me a heads up. So I want to do a quick introduction. This is, again, my friend Dax Williams. Dax, tell the listeners and the viewers a little bit about yourself. My name is Dax Williams. I'm from Red Deer, Alberta. I own the Cali Academy of Martial Arts, where we train primarily Cali Illustrissimo, which is uh, just a system of FMA, uh, blade-based system. I teach my system Hive Combatives, which is uh, more of a contemporary self-defense system somewhere along the lines of probably what Randy's teaching, a lot of what, what you see out there kind of based uh, around the work of like Rory Miller and, and us, uh, conflict research group using a lot of that information. Um, that's my, that's my, my mainstay. I teach women's self-defense seminars on the regular where I'm at. Um, that's, and, and I, I, I do personal, personal courses one-on-one -on -one, uh, dealing with individuals who have experienced trauma uh, before it, before they're able to work in a group setting, um, and and personals, you know, doing doing things like Muay Thai and, and 
Awesome. So, uh, Dax and I have known each other for a very long time. Most of the guests, uh, that's kind of the whole tagline to start off. Everybody's doing this pilot project with me. So, uh, the topic that I sent to Dax was because me and Dax both met through the FMA circles, I decided to make this a weapon-based uh, conversation. So, the topic we have right now for this episode will be, should a person who is untrained with weapons carry a weapon? Dax, what side of the debate do you feel like taking? I will take pro. They should be allowed to carry weapons. So, so okay, so uh, allowed. So let's be clear on the topic because I've had a mistake here lots of times. Um, okay. What I want to talk about isn't the legality of it, if that's Good. what we're talking about. What I want to talk about is the capability of somebody if they carry oh. a weapon. Does that make sense? Yep, for sure. Does that change your view? No. Nope. Uh, nope, I'm still sticking nope. with it. <laughs> I'm Dax Williams. I'm going to crush this no matter what. Okay, awesome. So um, we're going to start the clock right now. 20 minutes. Again, looking for logic fallacies. Uh, Dax is going to start with an opening statement. The opening statement will be up to four minutes, as we learned last episode, because I didn't have a timer before. (laughs) Sterling talked a long time. So we have to make sure it's only four minutes long. Then I'll do a rebuttal, open debate, and then we'll move into final thoughts. All right, Dax, starting now. Okay. I'm going to take the pro stance on people carrying weapons in regards to self-defense. Um, I, I'm a firm believer that it should be up to each individual uh, what what they do for their own their own personal safety. I I can't find a logical reason that somebody should be limited in that respect when it comes to the safety and security of oneself. There's really no better judge than the boots on the ground. Um, the person that's that's dealing with the situation and i hear all sorts of arguments against it but at the end of the day training is going to give you uh, a, a certain margin that you that you wouldn't otherwise have of of success but even then there's all sorts of other factors that training oftentimes doesn't doesn't uh, take into account and that isn't going to give you necessarily an edge in regards to your own safety um i mean just personal reaction where uh, and, and the way that we react to conflict in general. Training's not necessarily going to give you an edge in that. It'll make, maybe make certain scenarios more familiar, but training is not a necessity in order to carry such an item. If it makes you feel better, if it makes you feel more secure you know, in going about your day-to-day, then I think that's, that's a, a good stance and a good place to come from. You, I mean, how much training? How much training can a person really do when it comes to maybe carrying a cubaton, maybe carrying pepper spray? There's, there's only so much that a person can really be concerned with. And I mean, you know, you can, you can waste a can of, of pepper spray pretty easily. Are you trained in it now? No, just carry it. Do what you need to do. You know, use the, use the end where it comes out. You know, point it at the person. You don't need to be trained for that sort of thing. Um, is this a good time? I have actually have a question of limitations on this. Yeah, go ahead. Please, please go ahead. Because we're in Canada, are we talking firearms as well? Sure, we can. Why not? Yeah, and we'll say weapons in general. This is an international show. I'm kind of a big deal, Dax. I don't know if you know. I, I have fans all okay. over the place. Okay. So okay. let's let's make it big deal time. Keep going. Okay. okay. You know, and I think... I'm going think... to add one minute to the clock, just so you know. Go. Okay. Okay. So when it comes to things like firearms, even, it's... I, I very much have this view of if somebody wants to play stupid games, they're going to win stupid prizes. You know, we, we have this event that happened in Calgary yesterday, you know, 
where an individual have you heard about this yet no uh yeah, it was a it was a standoff between some some lady lurking around backyards, searching backyards, backs of houses, kind of thing. Um, had a was having a bit of a back and forth with the CPS officer. She pepper sprayed the CPS officer. CPS officer put two in her, and she died. Mm-hmm. Play stupid games, get stupid prizes. Right. right. I mean, here here we have a really good incident of of somebody who maybe shouldn't have been employing pepper spray in that moment right but they probably had that pepper spray for good reason outside of that there's a certain amount of personal accountability you know Mm -hmm. i carry a knife somebody takes that knife from me stabs the shit out of me with it it's my knife i brought it i understand the rules you know like you know but at the same time were those consequences i was prepared to pay right right and i think more than training i think that's important I think everybody should be allowed to carry a weapon, regardless of training in that matter. Awesome. All right. Uh, you almost, you're almost on time. That was good. So rebuttal really? time for me. Yeah, you did like almost exactly four minutes. So it's great. So rebuttal. Uh, obviously, I'm taking con. Again, listeners, I don't want hate mail. I need to remind you, I'm only arguing a point <laughs> here because that's the debate part of the show. These are not my beliefs. But <laughs> as I start, um, obviously, I'm taking con here. That's how this works. I disagree, and I disagree for a lot of reasons. Uh, you actually started you actually started my uh, counter debate right there with somebody gets the weapon from you. So, a lot of people don't understand. They carry a weapon, and they think that weapon's a talisman, and they believe that that thing is going to keep them safe. They don't know how to deploy it. They don't know how to use it under stress. They don't know to spray against or with the wind. They don't know what to do when a weapon comes into the fight. So a lot of times, for example, I've seen somebody uh, whip pepper spray out, spray it into a strong wind, and it only went into their face, which then made them they made the, it was hilarious, but it made them useless. Right? I've also seen a lot of times where. Somebody tries to deploy a weapon, but because they don't have training, they don't understand their hands are going to shake. They don't understand that they're not going to have the the the, the uh, fine motor skills they're used to having when they're playing around in their house. They don't know what to deploy. They don't even know how to use their holster sometimes. So I really believe, like, I'm not against people carrying weapons. I think that's the ultimate amplifier, and especially if you're a smaller human. Like, you can't see, but Dax is six foot seven, right? If me and Dax are fighting, he wants to kick at me. Like, that's going to take me a long time. Like, I don't have that kind of time for the journey to get to Dax's body when he's trying to kick at me. So having a weapon does help you, but not knowing how to use that weapon just means you're potentially bringing a lethal force tool, if it's a lethal force weapon, to a fight that might not have been there. So if you're in a street fight and you pull a knife and you shake and your knife gets this, you get disarmed and the person has the weapon, now that weapon is there. So I highly believe that if you are to use a weapon, that there should be a training mandate in order for you to understand all of the psychological and biological effects that are going to happen when you try to draw a weapon under stress, uh, using the weapon properly, and also deploying just the tool in general. Dax. Again, I'm going to go back to the the statement that I made. The training is only going to give you a certain amount of familiarity with what you're doing anyways, because carrying a weapon and using a weapon in any sort of training environment is Mm -hmm. only going to give you a small piece of the picture anyways. Right. You know, if you train, you're still going to shake. Yeah. If you train, you're still going to fuck up when you go to reholster. You're still going to fuck up when you go to reload. You're still going to fuck up when you, when, when you go to even just deploy a weapon, even where do I carry it? You know, these are all things that, 
unless you're actually doing it, mm -hmm. you're not going to have that much of an edge on anyways. Yeah, you might be more familiar with things like like little factors. Again, you know, like am I am I shooting my pepper spray into the wind? But in a moment of conflict, I mean, how I I know a number of people. I mean, that have, have worked with me in the past. You know, doing mm -hmm. security work. That yeah, they've trained. They don't appear to have trained. They don't right. appear to be any better at this scenario than the person they're dealing with. Right. So using that as a stipulation, should people get training? You know. To, to carry a weapon, I mean, you it never hurts. More education's always more than mm -hmm. less, I guess. But at the same time, I don't think it should be a, a, that a person should be limited in that way. Right. If you feel safer, if yeah. you feel more confident, if mm -hmm. you feel better going about your day-to-day, -day, just carrying it without any training, I think that's, that you should actively do that. You know, like I said, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm not. You're not done. I'm just gripping coffee. Oh, um, you know, you you're gonna end up with people who, you know, your your selection of weapons is gonna be various too. You know, mm -hmm. some people like to carry a, a club type instrument. Other people uh, a pressure point control tactic instrument, a knife, a firearm, uh, a you know, a can of pepper spray. These are all things that the training varies hugely. Agree. I mean, you know, bottom so, to top, firearms training. Right. I should I should probably have, have cleared that up. I mean, like, decent, specific training for the weapon. I don't just mean, like, you go to a karate club, you do a, a Kobo pattern, and then that's weapon training. I mean, like, actual functional training that involves stress inoculation. That's I okay. should have been more clear. Okay. And that's, yeah, that's kind of where I, I was a little bit a little bit gray there. So, I mean, sure, I just yeah. any training whatsoever. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> you know, and... Stress inoculation training. Okay, so fuck. I mean, this is this is hard because now, yeah. I mean, stress inoculation training. In in my opinion, stress inoculation training is stress inoculation training. Again, I don't think it matters what weapon it is you're using. Interesting. Okay. You know where again, I I very much am. I I also believe that if people are going to, and I mean, I might be. I, get, I don't know if this is one of the fallacies here give me a second <laughs> well while you're talking let me say a couple things while you look at the yeah. fallacies um yeah. so i firmly believe that in or training with the weapon makes you respect the weapon right so my daughter example she was three she had another little girl was over here i have knives all over my house because fma right and uh my daughter was three a little girl went to reach for it my daughter slapped her hand and said that's daddy's sharp sharp knife now my daughter is probably a noted sociopath and a little bit advanced, so maybe that's not a normal example. But um, definitely, I think having respect for the weapon is important, but also, like, and I said this a couple episodes ago, and I don't want to keep using this, but the brain, the body can't go where the brain's never been. So if you don't train, like, the movement pattern, if you don't train, like, just clearing clothing, like, there's going to be so many obstacles. Like, a human under stress with no plan is one of the most useless creatures on the planet so even having even having a crappy plan where you shake your way through it is still better than i don't know right and you have like no response and plus having the ability to understand the weapon understand the training get respect for the weapon because you were saying earlier that like i i agree like personally but not for the debate on the self-confidence thing but also it, it, it's not only self-confidence it actually becomes an ego problem 
because it's a talisman. Now people start getting more arrogant, right? Like, oh, you want to fuck with me? Oh, that guy doesn't know I have this because I have this talisman. And then the guy grabs or the person grabs you and you're like, oh, wait, how does this work again? It's point to click like a mouse. Ah, I don't know. Right. And so you need that kind of movement pattern. <laughs> Go ahead, Dax. Okay. So I'm also going to bring up the fact that if somebody's carrying a weapon, Yep. You know, if, if you choose to carry a weapon, I'm going to say that by and large, you've had a reason to decide to carry a weapon. Okay. Uh, all right. Keep going. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know a lot of people with no history of violence who choose to be preemptive when it comes to protecting themselves against violence. I mean, okay, maybe, maybe you've become familiar with so, something out You've never met a Psyoc Cali practitioner before? <laughs> they have, <laughs> right? It's but even the, okay, that that's a scenario on on its own because I mean you have, I, I'm I'm talking about somebody coming from no training, right? Right. Coming from from a place of no training. Got it. And again, this is where my part of my argument goes towards. Not only is it not important to always have training to carry a weapon, I would argue the point that at times it is more harmful to be involved in certain organizations and groups and carry a weapon. Ah, right? go, go on with that thread. That's a good thread. This is my on the ropes for sure. Go ahead. Okay. Because here, here we have a scenario, you know, where you brought up, say, a Cali practitioner. Yeah, this is an individual who's chosen to go to a gym and train, and now they're going to carry 27 knives at every accessible location on their body. That Correct. doesn't mean they have a history of violence. It means they've decided to train. Now, I don't know a single fucking person who carries that number of weapons and doesn't have a history of violence of some kind. I, I, I would argue that in most cases where somebody opts out of training, but pro-carry is due to possibly a knee-jerk reaction to some sort of event in their life, um, some sort of trauma that they've either experienced personally, witnessed, or are privy to uh, in regards to somebody close to them. Um, you know, I mean you don't choose to carry a pistol because you hear about some bad guy on the news carrying a pistol. You might choose to carry a pistol because your next door neighbor got shot by, you know, you know, something to that effect where if you choose to train with certain groups, you, yeah, are going to be more likely to advocate the, the Kool-Aid, you know, like that the, they're, they're trying to sell. And I've seen this in FMA for years, all sorts of people that are going to start to carry knives and weapons for self-defense and like you said, yeah, it becomes a talisman. Thing. Absolutely. You know, oh, people don't know, you know, they don't know what I'm capable of. They don't know what I'm carrying, so on and so forth. It's like, man, like, I don't give a shit how much Sayak you do, how much Kali you do, who you've trained with, what your background is, who your grand to on Supremo is, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> I don't give a shit. The thing is, real's real. And the gym isn't, real, <laughs> you know, but if somebody chooses to carry a weapon due to an experience that they've already had, I would venture to say that they probably have a better, a bit of a better grasp, not even, not even a better grasp, but they have a good grasp on violence more so than somebody who has just decided to train and carry a weapon. So you don't personally consider experience training. Those are separate in your head. Oh, for the purpose of this debate is experience training. <laughs> well, that's what I'm asking you. You're defining. You you brought it up, so you're defining it right now. Okay, but I mean, if I'm like, I I'm saying that, like we're we're debating back and forth as to you know if you're going to carry a weapon, should you have training? Right. Yes. Who got mugged? Is that yeah. training? You know, 
yeah. got assaulted. Is that training? I wouldn't say so. Sure. And I mean, it's also it's also my experience working with people who've who've been through traumatic events that they're almost oftentimes averse to training yes. in a number of because there's this right there's a certain amount of guilt that comes mm -hmm. with right oh I didn't do this or I didn't do that and maybe yes. I should have and so you know it would it be training would it not be training I would say no okay no. But there's this familiarity with with their own reaction to violence that doesn't happen when you train in a gym. Agreed. So I don't want to red herring on this because that's a great topic and I want to talk about it. But Dax, I want to bring you back on for trauma and training. We'll have that debate later. Um, so then I think, not to interrupt you, even though I just did. Um, no, I think, again, right? So really good point about... Uh, over familiarization with the weapon be makes it become a talisman but also there's a lot of places right where like there's these tools that come out uh just use this and they they become sold as a replacement for training and i think that's a problem as well so you don't need to train if you carry this tool you don't need to do classes if you have this thing you may have seen um uh, recently there was a it, it started in africa but there is like an insert for a woman's bathing suit zone which has reverse teeth so if she's being raped the penis gets caught and pulled out have you not seen this i'll send you the video yes yeah. it's, it's i'll send you like the literally like the infomercial like do you have trouble getting raped that's pretty much what it feels like um what well, this is have... go ahead Rick. they do say it's the last line of defense but still right so the people are selling these tools as a replacement for training i think that's dangerous that really builds the talisman right? like oh i don't need to take a class because i have this beep thing on my key that informs the police that something bad is going to happen so that's it so i guess we could talisman it both ways like talisman is like one is like an artifact like now that i know the skill i have the holy weapon and one is like this is a force field because advertising told me so again i think that people should really be pushed towards training when using any kind of tool so they don't we don't want them coming here so it's an artifact but also we don't want them believing that like oh now it's nachos every day time because i have this whistle right I, I, that really bothers me right and at the at the same time if a person chooses, because I, I I would very much believe that the choice to train yeah. is the choice to train. It's its own thing. Okay. Right. It's 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 very much isolated because you can experience trauma, choose to not train. You can experience trauma, choose to train. You can carry a weapon, choose to train, not carry uh, carry a weapon, choose not to train. Whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you want to go about your life carrying an object for your own personal protection or the protection of others around you mm -hmm. that are reliant on you or even just protection of others yeah full stop right that's your choice that's sure. if, if that is what makes you feel better if that's something that you feel contributes right to to the the grand situation yeah i think you should i don't think that you need to say I need to undergo because the thing is with training now you have now you have these yardsticks and these measuring sticks as well. Sure. Right? I mean, no, if if I'm gonna if I'm gonna carry a knife for for protection of myself and others, yeah. do I need to, I need to carry this knife and get six weeks of training, six months of training, six years yeah. of training, purple right. belt, brown sure. belt, the black, yeah. yellow belt, whatever. Well, right? and I don't I agree with that. Like so, extended training, I agree, but that's not necessary for sure. But like I'm gonna. Go it's a very old argument, but it works really well here, right? Like, 
If you're doing something dangerous, there should be a training period. Driving a car, for example. You need a license to drive a car. A car is a dangerous object. People should have the right to drive whenever they want to drive, but knowing the rules is really important. Knowing how to control yourself, knowing what to expect. Those aspects, when it comes to anything dangerous, I think including firearms. I'm a huge proponent of the way that Canada does firearms. Um, mostly, like 80%, let's say, because there is a training mentality before you have to own it. Right. Well, I mean, okay, but there's not there, there's a training mentality. But when we talk about driving, yeah, shit, man, I passed my driver's license test. You know how many times I drove? <laughs> I didn't own a vehicle until my kid was born. I, agree. I had a driver's license for like, I mean, I started driving when I worked on farms when I was like 12, right? Driving a grain truck. That's how I learned to drive a standard. Sure. But I passed my my learner's permit without any training. I right. passed my driver's license, having rare, like not really driven very much at all. Mm. I would say that I was more of a liability to myself and others for sure. Yeah. But I passed those tests. So I like the point where you're liability. That's very, very important. But also driving in a farm is training because the options of you hitting anything aren't that great. And if you do, you're just going to fix it. You didn't right. jump immediately on qe2 five o'clock on a friday be like let's figure this shit out but that's how most people figure out their weapons training like i'm being attacked i guess it's gun time but this is <laughs> but this, this is the thing yeah. was i incapable of passing i i mean i it took me no. two tries to pass my driver's test you're a smart guy though okay but here's a situation where i'm thrown in where okay you know what and i won't even use driving here's a better sure one. Okay. okay you got I 30 seconds a, wrap it up okay. quick 30 seconds go I bought a skid steer, okay, from my other business. Okay. I'd never driven a skid steer in my life. It seemed like a really great idea, right? Mm -hmm. I showed up at the fucking dealership with my trailer, some chains, and some, some, some shackles. And I'm like, fuck it, man. I'll just figure this out as I go. Absolutely. Yeah. I operated that thing at a profit for a year before I took a course on how to run the thing. Okay? <laughs> Fair it's enough. Very much like training in it for violence, training to carry a weapon. You know, yeah. I, was, I was able to operate safely, zero accidents, Zero training, zero familiarity. Beep, that is time. Awesome, Dax. That was a great conversation. So we're going to end the free portion of the show really quickly with Dax. How can people get a hold of you? Uh, you can check out my website at caliacademy.net. Uh, on there, there's a little link that you can send me a message if you would like more information on seminars and classes. Most of the information is already there seminars i you can you can also look us up on facebook um i advertise my my seminars exclusively on facebook at this point just because i don't need to advertise anywhere else it seems right. to fill up pretty quick yeah. um but yeah if you would like more information uh look there or call or text the information uh phone numbers on the website and it's available to you Awesome. So, listeners, this is the end of the free portion of the show. This was a great debate. I'm really excited for Final Thoughts. So, what is Final Thoughts and where can you find it? Final Thoughts is us now no longer arguing the point and now just discussing. Me and Dax agree on 90% of everything that we ever talked about. That wouldn't be a fun show. So, the Final Thoughts is our summation of it. We're also going to talk about when we were on the ropes and discuss. There's a couple of times where Dax kind of had me back to the wall. I'm like, oh God, oh God, that's a good point. So we're going to talk about that and also kind of come up with a, a summary or like what we gained from this talk. If you're interested in that, because I know not all of you are. If you want to form your own thoughts, that's what the free show is for. If you want to hear our thoughts on this topic, go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Randy King Live on the $5 tier 
all the final thoughts from every episode will be on there. So feel free if you want to jump on there. If not, thank you so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. I'm going to move on to final thoughts with Dex.